Hey everybody, and welcome back to Boozy Bracketology, where we believe in strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. And tonight, tonight we are doing exactly that. We will be crowning our champion in our quest to determine the best sitcom couple of the 21st century. Uh, if you tuned into the previous episode, you know that pretty much every couple in the Elite Eight swept its way into the round from the Sweet 16 to get here. So we know we've got a couple tough matchups up ahead. I have a feeling these are going to be a bit more contentious. My name is Mike. I will be your host and I'm going to break protocol a little bit and start by opening my beverage because I can't wait to try this. It is called, Did We Just Become Best Friends? <laughs> <laughs> it is a double IPA from Hoofhearted Brewing. Say it fast, Hoofhearted, Hoofhearted, haha. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, is, it has pineapple in it. Uh, Pineapple may not go on pizza. My, that's just a matter of opinion whether you feel that way or not. But I think it's going to go really well in an IPA. So we will find out. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. And also, I was just really, really thirsty. So that's why I wanted to pop my drink open. I'm sorry for being rude. I will pass it off next to uh, our three panelists. Starting off with Katie. How are you doing tonight? I uh, know you're not able to drink any alcohol and i'm so sorry for that but uh do you have any tasty beverages for us oh goodness tonight i'm doing great i'm 24 hours away from a week of freedom so i'm hanging in there um tonight i'm being boring and i am just drinking water out of my gigantic stanley cup that tiktok influenced me to buy um but i'm convinced it makes the water taste better so that's all i've got tonight but gotta stay hydrated and keep my little human growing hydrated. So. <laughs> I, I, I wish our listeners could see it. I don't know if it's trick of the camera or what, but that really does look like Huge. a gigantic. Oh, oh they're enormous. They're gigantic. It's like heavy. Like when it's full of ice and so I have to like really carry it out. Yeah. It's, it's massive. You called it a but, Stanley cup. <laughs> yep. It is. It's all over the TikTok. So it's like, they're impossible to get. And apparently I have a friend who like tried to buy some online and people are reselling them for like a hundred dollars. It's, it's insanity. So okay. uh, well, I'm not I, that crazy, but <laughs> I, I know there are a few hockey teams that would agree that Stanley cups are very hard to, <laughs> to come by. There you go. Uh, until recently, the Washington capitals were one of them. This is the team <laughs> I grew up rooting for, but thankfully uh, that uh, has passed. Uh, we're next a Blackhawks up, family, so well, yeah. So you have a, you yeah. have a little bit more experience with <laughs> yes. with the cup. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have. Uh, oh, for a second, I thought you were wearing your your Cubs hat, and I was like, "And speaking of, is that a Cubs hat? It is. It is a Cubs hat. hat. Okay. So <laughs> speaking of professional baseball teams that don't frequently see championships. Oh. <laughs> Chris, buddy, how you doing tonight? What you drinking? Uh, you know, my baseball team managed championships all that often, but uh, we have a, a plethora of Stanley Cups down here in Tampa, Florida. True. Very yes, true. Yes, all you Northerners, all the hockey players come here to play. We'll take it. Uh, I am doing well, Mike. I got myself a little bit of a, a, little bit of a, a wine hankering tonight. So I've had this bottle sitting in my fridge uh, since we bought the house. Our, our realtor got it for us as a thank you. And you can tell it's a good bottle because... It's got a twist off cap. <laughs> I heard actually, that actually most wines don't even need a corkscrew. Like they just do that to be like, oh, we're fancy. You have a corkscrew, but most of them like that you just need a screw top. It's fine. I hope that's I actually true. That's true. Yeah, I've I've actually heard. That, I mean, I've actually had some very good wines with a screw top, and uh, yeah, I believe that's one hundred percent right. But Chris, I I forget you're in the new house now, so it's not like. <laughs> Because I was still thinking about how it took how long it took you to to drink that bottle of scotch that I got you for your housewarming. That was the previous house. That was the other house. I was like, "Good God, that wine has got to be vinegar by now." Uh, no, so this is a it's a a New Zealand wine called Nobilo N O B I L O or Nobello. I don't know. It's a Sauvignon Blanc, which I've never actually had, so I have no idea if I'm going to like this at all. Uh, and I am using from my wedding my Batman wine glass. And happy belated anniversary. Oh, yeah, that, that happened. I forgot. Yeah. And I'm two days away from 40. So cheers, everybody. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, in my experience, Sauvignon Blanc is sort of like the Mick Ultra of wines. Like it's kind of like wine flavored water as opposed yeah, to. Yeah, it's, it's kind of there. It's yeah. Fine. But hey, it means they can have a lot of it, right? Yeah. It's just, it's a very, uh, it's not a very strong flavorful grape, I think. There's no flavor there whatsoever. It's like drinking tap water. I squeezed a couple of Welch's grapefruit snacks into. <laughs> but hey. All right. I don't, not, not a strong rec- uh, recommendation for New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, but it'll play, right? It was free. Yeah, there, exactly. There, and there you go. And rounding out our panelists for tonight, we have Karen with us. How are you doing and what are you drinking? I'm doing well tonight. I'm ready to fight. Mm. I'm ready to I'm ready to go. And with that, Tim mate, my husband who's been on the show and my my entrance into the show <laughs> has made <laughs> me a white Russian, which I don't know if you can hear the clinky of oh, the yes. ice. <laughs> um if you don't know, it is Kahlua, vodka, and cream most of the time, but I used milk because I wanted a big one. And it's really strong. Tim tried it. Like after he was like, oh, that's really good. And, I, and meanwhile, I'm watching him pour about three ounces of vodka into this thing. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? And he is like, um, oh, it just looks distorted because of the ice. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> so we'll see at the end how I'm doing. But right now I'm good. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. And hey, if you're ready to fight, uh, that, that, that'll get you there. You know, I, if I had known, uh, I have another beer in my fridge and, uh, if I'd known you were having a white Russian, I would have grabbed it. Cause it's called, Hey man, there's a beverage here. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, th- I believe it's like a coffee milk stout or something like that. Just kind Perfect. of ma- makes sense, but awesome. yeah. Okay. But th- we'll hurry this- up with yours and then <laughs> get to the next one. There you go. No, this this beer is actually really good, and it does go down uh, very easily. So there very well might be a second one tonight. Uh, but without further ado, we'll jump right into these because I can't wait to hear what y'all think about some of these matchups. Um, and the first one is certainly no exception here. This is a tough one, in my opinion. We'll see what y'all have to say about it. Uh, from the television show Scrubs, Turk and Carla. And they're taking on from the good place, Eleanor and Sheedy. Whew. Good luck, Katie. Takes away. Oh, going first is I, I'm not always a decision maker. Like I like to hear what other people think before I jump in. So this is going to be rough. Um, I think I think on this one, um, and I feel like as I was looking over the bracket, maybe the theme for the night is I feel like Turk and Carla are great. They're a great couple. We kind of talked about how they, there's not a whole lot of the will they, won't they. They go through things, but they're pretty consistent. Like, you you know you can count on Turk and Carla. And that's great. Um, but I don't think that, if we're talking like the best of the best, I don't think Turk and Carla necessarily stand out for me from other couples on other TV shows. They are the best couple on their TV show. They're the best couple in that in of all the TV shows that were in that area, but I I don't think they really jump out as like unique or special or there's something about them that you're like, "Oh, everybody roots for Turk and Carla." I just I don't know if that's there. Eleanor and Chidi have a very unique um and like special story that hasn't really been done before. And I think that makes it more special. And I think it gives them more, um, like more content as a couple. There's more there. There's more complexity. There's more to the story. And so for me, um, I'm going to give this one to Eleanor and Chidi. Eleanor and Chidi have one vote. Chris, do you agree? I guess we'll find out because I have not made my decision yet. So I'm going to talk this out here for a second because... (laughs) legitimately scrubs is one of my all-time favorite television shows turk and carla are the best couple from that show even though i did vote for dr cox and um yeah her jordan I voted for them. thank you i i voted for them earlier but no turk and turk and carla are the are the best couple on that show unless you want to talk about kelso and his wife which is just wonderful <laughs> kelso and Eden, Eden is great but uh this one's really tough and I, I, I'm kind of going back to what 
to what Katie just said, and I think that's going to help me get to my decision here. Turk and Carla is the best relationship on the show, except for Turk and JD. Um, and a good portion of the show doesn't revolve around Turk and Carla and their relationship. A lot of that show revolves around the drama happening in JD's life. And they are a phenomenal couple. Take nothing away. Like they go through ups and downs, fights and the whole nine, having kids. And it's kind of a warts and all approach to a couple. And I love that. But there's something just absolutely magical about season two of The Good Place that solidifies Eleanor and Chidi as one of my favorite TV couples of all time. And it's the take that, take take it back, rewind it, and let's replay this. All these different scenarios, and yet these two keep finding each other. It's a lovely story. Um, it took me three times to get through, get through season one of A Good Place. I picked it up and put it down twice before I actually got sat down a third time and got through it all. But once I got through season one, I binged the rest of the series in two weeks. Uh, good place to Eleanor and Chidi get my vote. And Eleanor and Chidi pick up a second vote and are heading into the final four. Karen, did we get this one right? Is it going to be a sweep? Y'all, I can't drink this beverage. It's way too strong. (laughs) 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 I had a couple sips and I'm just like choking. Like, thank God my (laughs) mic is muted. I'm just like literally choking. Um, But I'm going to be a champ. I'm no freshman. Mm. Okay, so yes, I agree with both of you. I think that it this was correct. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's what we all would like to think is true of our relationships that we end up with, like our spouses, right? That like, no matter what, in any lifetime, in any situation, I would find you. And I think that that is just so sweet. And that message is obviously not something that all shows can do, because this is a really unique format in a really unique way that talks about life and afterlife and things like that. And Eleanor and Chidi, they just always find each other. And I think about that last conversation they have talking about like the wave in the ocean and it gets me every time. And it's so sad and so sweet. And, you know, like I said, we just, we just all would love to think that when we find our person, that that's, that's just true that we have found them and that we would always find them. And so I totally agree that they should move on for sure. And move on. They shall indeed Eleanor and Chidi into the final four. And I believe have yet to lose a vote. I believe they've been voted. They've swept their way here across all of the rounds. So be really interesting to see how they fare in the final four against one of these two couples that we're going to be matching up in the next round. These are two more couples that swept their way from the Sweet 16 into the Elite Eight. Will it be from Modern Family, Mitch and Cam, or from New Girl, Schmidt and Cece? Chris, you're starting this one off. Uh, This is the matchup of the I don't cares, because I didn't vote for Mitch and Cam the first time. Uh, I voted for Phil and Claire. I voted for Mitch and Cam the second time. Obviously, it was a sweep. I have actually voted for (laughs) Schmidt and Cece twice. And I think I voted for CC a grand total of four times and Schmidt zero because Schmidt. Uh, <laughs> That's right. I hate Schmidt. He's so <laughs> annoying. He's so particular. I, I mm, go back to rehash the Big Bang Theory travesty that happened in episode one. We're not going to do that. Uh, in this case here, this is not close for me. Uh, one of these couples is. They're, they're drastically different people who genuinely work together and fight and make up and look for the best and bring out the best parts of each other, but recognize each other's quirkiness and idiosyncrasies. And the other is Schmidt and Cece. This is Mitch and Cam. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of that show. I Like I said, I've, I think I haven't, haven't seen it all the way through yet. Maybe if I did, I'd have a bigger affinity for them. But I, I, think they're a, I, I think they're a really good couple. So yeah, Mitch and Cam get my vote. Mitch and Cam get their first vote as Karen throws her hands up into the air. What specifically was it that Chris said that caused that reaction? You haven't even seen the show all the way through. <laughs> well, well, no wonder. Even I gave up around season nine. It's there's a lot. It's a lot okay. of show. Okay, it's a lot of show. <laughs> I can see how Schmidt and Cece would be a little, especially Schmidt, might be a little insufferable at the beginning, but they are so so sweet 
towards the end. You can't shake your head, Chris. You don't know. You haven't seen it. I've seen New Girl all the way. No, through. he was saying Modern, Modern Family. Family all the way. Through. Oh, okay, okay. Well, then I especially disagree with your assessment then because I love Schmidt and Cece. I think that they are so cute. Like I, yeah, at the beginning, sure. They like don't know what they want. They're searching for different things. But like, I feel like that's kind of true of people in their 20s, you know, when they find each other that they kind of don't know what they want. It starts out a little bit complicated and then it moves on to something really deep and real and sweet. And I don't know. I have to give it to Schmidt and Cece for this one. I love Mitch and Cam. I adore them. I think it's so sweet the way that they raise their daughter together and everything. But I love the way that they just that Schmidt and Cece just can't like stay away from each other. And they through getting like breaking up, they form a really true, meaningful, deep friendship that allows them to then go on to have like a really great and meaningful relationship and marriage. So I am going to go with Schmidt and Cece and I'm sorry, Katie, you have to decide. Yep. And decide she shall. Katie, is it going to be Mitch and Cam or Schmidt and Cece? The ball is in your court. This is one that one of two that I didn't come into this having a decision made on. So that puts a lot of pressure on me now. Um, I don't, sorry, Karen, I don't like New Girl. I've seen it all the way through and I just, I don't enjoy it. However, I think Jess is the reason that I don't enjoy New Girl. It has nothing to do with Schmidt and Cece. I can't stand Jess. And so that made it really hard for me to get invested in the show and invested in the characters because I, I didn't enjoy, I didn't look forward to it. I watched it because I started it and I can't not finish something. And so it was like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll finish it. Um, which is why I'm still watching Grey's Anatomy. Um, oh. Oh. <laughs> still can't stop. Um, I, I like Schmidt and Cece. I Katie, like Katie, Katie, Katie. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me let me have a plea with you here, really quick. No buzzer, no, no, wait, 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 wait. What's happening here? Oh wait, Why the vodka. Wait, she can have a buzzer beater. The vodka's kicking in. It's okay. <laughs> I've got. I'm going to allow it. You guys I'll it's listen. A, it's a really strong drink. Okay. <laughs> okay, listen. Don't let Jess mess up your opinion of Schmidt and Cece. They're totally separate, and they even like. They ha- they like disrespect her, okay? If you don't like her, they have sex in her room a bunch. So it's like, you know, if you don't like her, I feel like they bring some of that energy for you. So I'm just like, I'm just planting that little seed for you, okay? You decide what you need to decide. I know I don't have any favor with you after my Jim and Pam situation, but I'm just saying. No, I, so here's the thing. I really do like Schmidt and Cece. I like... I like the the like strong opposition in who they are as people. I think that not a lot of shows can put someone who is like insufferable a little bit with someone who grounds them and do it in a way that like I don't hate him, right? Like I watch it and CC makes him better and I like him. It's not like oh she puts up with this annoying person. So I I like that. I really do. Mitch and Cam are Mitch and Cam and I just (laughs) I love them and I feel like everything everything that we said about Eleanor and Chidi having this really unique story and how great that is I think the the flip side is true that that Mitch and Cam just have a very normal life and like I think that show really encapsulates normal life like the, the situations that they're in are all very normal and like realistic. And it's one of those shows that I probably can connect to the most. And, and they do it so well. And they're just such a good example of I, the way they bicker, my husband and I bicker a lot. And like, I think people who don't know us would be like, wow, they really don't like each other. But like, it's not that that's just our love language. And I think Mitch and Cam speak the same love language. And I just, they're endearing I'm really sorry, Karen, but I'm going to have to go with Mitch and Cam. (laughs) (laughs) And after he's gone, he's gone. Finally, he's gone. (laughs) And after speak ill of the dead. (laughs) 
after what I can only describe as a buzzer beater after the buzzer expired, <laughs> uh, clanged off the rim. It was a very, it was, it was a very valiant effort. But Mitch it was and a Cam, good try. It was very good. Mitch. If anyone was going to knock them out, <laughs> that's, that's fine. Right, we established all of our arbitrary rules mean nothing now. <laughs> I'm, I'm a newbie. Okay. Explain the rules better. Ignorance <laughs> of the law is no defense of breaking the law, Karen. Okay, you know what? I just lost, so. Hey, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just have to call as a, uh, I was going to say as a referee, sometimes you have to call an audible, but no, that's bullshit. You can't just make up the rules, but hey, whatever. <laughs> this is my, that was my like showing up with a boom box in the, in the front yard moment. Okay. There are no rules. <laughs> when you feel the passion, you have to go for it. That's that's right. And John Cusack would agree with you. Mitch and Cam will be moving into the final four after a two to one defeat of Schmidt and Cece that delighted Chris and I think somewhat pained the other two panelists. But nonetheless, this is what we do. We make the tough choices. That's why they pay us nothing. Um, (laughs) We're moving on to the next round. Two more couples that swept their way into the next round, uh, into the elite eight, I should say, uh, maybe in some cases by default, I, I have a sneaking suspicion. I know which way this one's going, but it's going to be David and Patrick from Schitt's Creek. I almost said Schmidt's Creek there. Uh, I should have just to twist that knife a little deeper for Chris, David and Patrick from Schitt's Creek or Dre and rainbow from blackish and Karen, you're starting this one off. So moving on is hard. Moving on from disappointment and sadness is a hard thing to do, but I will do it for for you all. <laughs> and I mean, neither of these shows, I will admit, I have of all of the shows left on here, these are the shows I've seen probably the least. So I don't feel quite as passionately and therefore I will follow the rules of the, of the game. <laughs> but of the two couples, I definitely feel more interested in watching Shit's Creek based on David and Patrick. Like, I don't feel particularly called to watch, um, what are they from? Blackish because of their relationship, but I do really want to see more of David and Patrick. And what I have seen of them is like really funny and really sweet. And I can tell from what I have seen that Patrick genuinely changes David's character to be better and more like less of a, I don't know, like rich snob you know, in the end, but he still maintains who he is at the core. And I really like that. And that's honestly one of the good metrics to measure a good couple is like, are they willing to compromise and be a better person with their partner, but they still maintain their character. So based on that, I definitely think that David and Patrick should be moving forward. David and Patrick picking up their first vote. Katie. I was really worried. (laughs) Um, I was afraid you jinxed us, Mike, because I'm still reeling from Jim and Pam not winning. So I was very scared going into this one because there is not a couple on this list that I feel as strongly about as I do David and Patrick. Um, They are both individually such like unique, awesome characters, all of their flaws included, like just they're fantastic television, but they're, really cool, well fleshed out characters. And the two of them together are just wonderful. And I just, oh, there's so many scenes. I'm just like, I watch it and I just get emotional. I love them so much. So this one was a no brainer. I do love Blackish, but um, David and Patrick are all the way for me. David and Patrick from Schitt's Creek pick up their second vote. Christopher, do we have another sweep on our hands? I'm torn with a, a love and an admiration for the love that David and Patrick found in their fake show Shit's Creek versus the, the real ish feeling of love admiration, but realizing that you just sometimes things just aren't clicking in the way it's represented in the fake show blackish. Um, being that my vote doesn't matter here, I'm not going to belabor any points. If my vote mattered, I'd have to give this a lot of thought. But I can't let Blackish, I can't let Dre and Rambo go out like chumps. Uh, that show's amazing. Hell, she's won Emmys for her performance mm-hmm. on Blackish. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's an amazing actress. Anthony Anderson's a really good actor. 
But the fact that they actually bring drama to a marriage and in a comedy, a situational comedy, the they got separated, y'all. <laughs> like, and, and you completely understand both sides of that separation. Mm-hmm. I don't think it gets enough love. I'm giving my vote to Black this year. And Trey and Rainbow not going down without a fight. They do pick up a vote there at the end. But David and Patrick will be moving on into the final four. And moving into our next matchup, we have our only non-sweep of the uh, Sweet 16, which was Lieutenant Holt and Kevin from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which uh, I know at least one of our panelists had particularly strong feelings about, uh, versus Ben and Leslie from Parks and Recreation. We're going to be starting this one off with Katie. This is not fair. <laughs> this is the other one that coming into this, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have a decision made. I I feel torn between what feels like the right answer and what feels like who is the couple that I get more enjoyment out of watching and experiencing um because I mean Ben and Leslie are Ben and Leslie the show is about Ben and Leslie and yes it's about everyone else but their relationship I think was really what was the turning point of the show I think those first couple seasons it 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 needed to find its footing a little bit and I think when when Ben showed up is when it really took off and so I think Ben and Leslie carried carried the show a little bit and not to say that everyone else wasn't fabulous, but like that relationship was the heart of the show. But Lieutenant Holt and Kevin are so great. <laughs> like I just, I laugh out loud every time they're on my screen and I find them charming. I find them endearing. They really love each other. Oh my gosh, this one's hard. Can I pass? Can I go at the end? This is so unfair. <laughs> I didn't oh plan it this God. way. I'm sorry. This is a heartbreaker for me. Um, I th- mm, okay. Here's here's what I'm gonna do because I think I know where this one's going. I'm going to reverse what Chris just did and say I can't let Holt and Kevin go down without a fight. So I'm going to vote for Holt and Kevin because I love them so much. (laughs) (laughs) And let you two fight it out. Go. (laughs) (laughs) I think in a way that that was either a, a sympathy vote or a punt occurring from the first panelist to cast a vote, which I'm fairly certain is a boozy bracketology first, but um, that's Lieutenant Kevin, Lieutenant Kevin and Holt, Lieutenant Holt and Kevin picking up a vote. I'm going to venture to guess Chris might have opinions. Hey, Katie, that is a first. I didn't know you were pulling your, your offensive game plan from the Vanderbilt university football playbook. I've never <laughs> seen anyone punt on first down before my Lord. Hey, you get your MVP in there as often as possible, man. That is true. Uh, <laughs> sadly for you guys. Um, there's no secret with where I'm going here, but I, just to give some context, uh, I've mentioned before that uh, Parks and Rec is my happy place television show. When I'm in a really bad spot, and I've been in a couple in the last couple of years, Parks and Rec's what, what I went through. When my mom passed, I watched Parks and Rec. When I got diagnosed with cancer and going through recovery, I don't know, recovery, it was surgery. After my post-surgery, I was watching Parks and Rec. Ben and Leslie mean a lot to me personally, as much as a television couple can mean to someone, Ben and Leslie mean that to me. I love them together. I love the will they won't they, but they are the one true couple where probably, uh, probably this side of like Chandler and Monica, even Chandler and Monica didn't have the will they won't they. They're the one couple that I honestly think even after the will they won't they became an actual couple. The show just kept getting better. Like they were such a good couple together that it, it rose you know, rising tide raises all ships. The entire rest of the show kept getting better, even in the much maligned last season that maybe didn't wasn't necessary. They were still phenomenal in it. They're a great couple. They're what you want when you think of relationship goals. It's Ben and Leslie, two high performing people that genuinely love each other. They never stray. They are what you want a relationship to be, but they build each other up. They never ever tear each other down. Um. It's magical to me. 
you don't get that with Holt and Kevin. I'm sorry you don't. He's only in 15% of the episodes. You don't have the time spent with the character to see that. It's great in small doses, but there's not a there, there's no pathos there. There is nothing but pathos with Ben and Leslie. And the, what makes Ben and Leslie better is the fact that you saw Leslie and her failures in romance prior. Uh, you see her with... Um, Oh, God, Anne's friend. What's his name? Anne's douchey lawyer friend. You see her with Louis C.K. You see her with Mark Brandanaquitz. You see her fail and fail and fail. But when it's right, it's literally magical. The courtroom scene. My God, the courtroom scene where Ben quits is amazing television. The wedding scene is amazing television. And it's amazing because it's the, the genuine love and respect and the admiration those two characters have for each other. And their willingness to put risk it all, risk their careers, risk whatever they can to be together. It's magical television. Ben and Leslie 100% get my vote. Ben and Leslie picking up a rather emphatic vote from Chris, which puts it all in Karen's hands. And there, there are just many times on this podcast where I wish our listeners could just get a glimpse of uh, the video because watching Karen's face through all of this, trying to process, <laughs> process this decision has been fun. Uh, but I'm not going to belabor that any longer. Karen, it is on you. It sure is. <laughs> it, it sure is. <laughs> um, I was making faces because I could, I could tell pretty much immediately that Chris was going to go that direction and that it would be on me. And I mean, look, the great thing about this show, about Bruzy Bacatology, is that it's it's not an objective show, right? Like, it's all about opinions. It's all subjective. It's all, like, passion. And what did I say? Why are you laughing? I'm not laughing. I'm just really waiting to see what's about to happen. Okay. Katie was laughing. I was like, stop. I'm drunk. Did I mix up objective and subjective? No, no, no. You're doing great. Keep going. Okay. But to hear both of you speak so passionately definitely was like tugging at my heartstrings a little and made me waver from side to side. Look, here's the thing. I mean, Chris, you you make a really good point about Lieutenant Holt and Kevin. Like Kevin's not in as many of the episodes and you don't get to see as much of their relationship. But I think that just says a lot for how impactful their relationship is when you do see it. Because the fact that they made this list, the fact that people still remember them, the fact that they're still an iconic couple is definitely something that has to be considered, right? I mean, but then you have Ben and Leslie and they're so iconic and oh, this is really, really hard. This was honestly the matchup I was dreading the most. And I was hoping I wouldn't be the decision maker, but here we are. Oh my gosh. Oh no. Oh no, oh no, oh no. Let's can we come back to it after I've had about 10 more sips of my drink? Um, <laughs> we can we can edit them in so, post if you want to take them now. <laughs> just chug it really quick. Exactly. Um I mean I'll okay. Hope I'm hoping that as I talk I'm going to reach a decision because I honestly right now I don't know which way I'm going to go. So I'll just say one more point each about each couple and then hopefully it'll decide for me. I don't know. <laughs> I K- K- Katie, you, you, you look like um, Steph- Bill Hader when he does Stefan. Oh <laughs> she's, does. she's doing the thing with her hands. Oh my gosh, it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm so stressed right now. I, I genuinely wish our listeners could see, could see some of the reaction. Stefan and Seth on this list, not a sit down, but that's how. I, I hate disappointing people. Okay, so this is the wrong show. I know. (laughs) I know. But the episode where we all were sweeping all the categories, that was pretty good for my. Yeah, that made it nice and easy. (laughs) Doesn't happen often. Right. And now we're at the. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Ben and Leslie are an amazing couple who. I totally agree with everything Chris said. They've sacrificed a lot for each other, they make each other better. They're still themselves at the core, but them being together just makes them more amazing. And you see their relationship develop and never at any point in the show are you like, oh, you know, are they going to break up? Are they going to get divorced? Like they only get better. They only grow. They only accomplish more and more as life goes on. And and one thing that Parks and Rec benefits from that 
Brooklyn Nine-Nine does not is that we have like jump jumps into the future and the end that you can see kind of where all the characters go after the show from our perspective ends. So we can see like Ben and Leslie's relationship and, and we know for a fact that they're still together like decades later because it shows that and that they're still happy together and they're still accomplishing things. Lieutenant Holt and Kevin, their personalities are so unique and so fun and so funny that there is there's no one else that could be for them. Like when they break up, like there's no like, yeah, they break up, but they don't ever really truly consider like being with someone else in a significant way because no one on earth could ever be a match the way that the other person could for them. And they're so funny and they're so enjoyable to watch. And I'm going to say, Ben and Leslie. Wow. That was, Oh my God. That was a roller coaster ride. I had, I I hated that. If, if you like, if you like suspense, we bring it here at boozy bracketology. I literally no clue where that was going. And that's I, for Schmidt. Like I was like watching a horror movie out of like, I wasn't sure what was I wish coming. I could see how many times Katie had her, like her hands over her eyes. Oh, it was. It was, it was <laughs> the suspense, the suspense was, was really palpable and unbearable, but yeah, mm-hmm. that was, uh, in the end, it is Ben and Leslie, and they will be moving on into the final four as they scrape out a narrow victory over Lieutenant Holt and Kevin. And there is no rest for us. Well, there's rest for me. I'm just hosting. But (laughs) I just get to sit back and enjoy and drink my beer and not have to make these tough decisions because the Elite Eight was tough and they are only getting tougher because now we're down to the final four and we're diving right into it. On on the left side of our bracket, is it going to be Eleanor and Chidi who swept their way through this entire bracket to get here? Uh, Eleanor and Chidi from The Good Place, of course, or uh, will it be Mitch and Cam who had a little bit more of a tough road, but nonetheless come into the final four feeling strong, feeling good, and it's going to be Chris to start us off. I have good news. I am officially on board with any of the remaining couples winning, and I am going to be a happy person. (laughs) This isn't about you. (laughs) (laughs) You sure? (laughs) <laughs> see all eyes on me oh my god <laughs> i had a worker friends quote in here somewhere uh this one <laughs> listen this one I, I love all four of these couples that are left this one here is not hard for me uh i'm not going to belabor any points eleanor and chidi get my pick yeah and <laughs> that was not particularly surprising to me i had a feeling where that one was going from chris eleanor and chidi pick up their first vote karen it feels like you just went but now it's back to you again <laughs> Is it going to be Eleanor and Chidi or Mitch and Cam? I do feel like this is a little bit less of a hard decision. Although, I mean, it would be disingenuous to say that I don't favor Eleanor and Chidi because I I think I've voted for them in every single like pick that we've had. But I had a little bit of like rose-colored glasses on in the previous round because I really truly wanted Schmidt and Cece to win and they did not, which now allows me to see that I'm okay with Mitch and Cam moving forward. And I really like them. I mean, I think they're really funny and I love like the banter between them. I love like, they just do it for me. I love like seeing their relationship. I love the little like tiffs that they have, the little fights. They're so cute. (sighs) But I think I have to be true to what I've voted previously and say, Eleanor and Chidi move on. And Eleanor and Chidi pick up their second vote, and they will be moving into the championship round. But I do want to hear if Katie thinks we got this one right. A little preview for maybe how this one's going to go following up. What you got? So when I looked at the bracket, at this side of the bracket, I thought, okay, well, Jim and Pam are going to win that side. So like, we don't even need to think about it. And quickly, those hopes were dashed. But as soon as those hopes were dashed, I felt like this this side was essentially working its way down to who was going to lose to Eleanor and Chidi. I think that 
they had a, a very strong upper hand over all of the couples um, on their section of the bracket. So yeah, I think this was absolutely the right decision. Eleanor and Chidi got my vote as well. And Eleanor and Chidi just continue their run as they sweep their way all the way into the championship. And we're about to find out who they're going to be taking on. Is it going to be David and Patrick from Schitt's Creek? Or is it going to be Ben and Leslie from Parks and Recreation? Karen, you're up. Well, look, now that I've bet on the horse, I feel <laughs> like I have to see him throughout the entire race, right? I mean, I, I, I hate to see David and Patrick not necessarily go, but go from my heart, I suppose. I'm moving on from them and picking Ben and Leslie because I think that while I love David and Patrick from what I've seen seen of them anyway, I like I said in the previous round, I think that the show benefits in a lot of ways that the some of the other shows on here don't that we get to see not only like them developing, but them in the future. And the fact that Ben and Leslie are still like rooting for each other, like decades down the line past when they've even met in the first place and still supporting each other, still succeeding and meeting their dreams while having each other, I think is it just can't be beat. And I have placed my hopes on them for the right side of this bracket at this point. So that is where my vote's going to go. Ben and Leslie picking up their first vote. Katie? No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, David and Patrick are simply the best. And if you don't turn into an absolute puddle of tears when Patrick goes up to that open mic and sings simply the best to David... And you watch David go from being like, oh my God, no, why is this man singing to me in public? To like fully recognizing how much Patrick loves him, but also how worthy he is of being loved. And at this point, like he has nothing, like they've lost everything and he just has himself. And like for so long, he hid behind everything he had. And now it's like, okay, well now I'm just David. And to have someone love him for that, it's so beautiful. And then to have his mom there and she's like getting emotional watching them. Oh, it's just, honest to God, that moment on the show took it from like, oh, this is a good, funny show to like, oh, this is a special show. Like this show means something. And like this couple like really means something. Um, It's just so beautiful. David and Patrick are... I think the 21st century version of Monica and Chandler in that it's two people that are so perfect for each other. And once they get together, they're together. And then you just get to watch them become better together. And one of them might be a little bit crazy and a little bit intense, but the other one balances them out so well and takes the high maintenance person down and maintains them. And it's just, an absolutely beautiful thing to watch. And I love them so much. David and Patrick all the way. And David and Patrick pull even with Ben and Leslie putting this in Chris's hands. And Wait, I was, I have a buzzer beater. Can I do it now? Is that if how I could, I, I, te- I wait, <laughs> I, te- I could. Hey. Technically, there's no buzzer beaters, but technically, I haven't handed it off to I haven't handed it off to Chris yet, so it's technically still your turn. And technically, I did give Karen kind of one earlier, so go for it. I I came prepared because I had a feeling I had a feeling it was going to be a fight for David and Patrick. So let me just get out my little soapbox here. We are talking about 21st century couples, and I think. That when you look at David and Patrick and you look at Ben and Leslie, one of those couples more embodies the idea of what a couple in the 21st century can be. And the fact that we have a couple on a TV show that is in a gay relationship, but it's not about them being gay. It's just about them loving each other. And the plot is not 
that they're gay, but that's part of it. And it's just normal. And it's just an accepted part of their life. That to me is like above and beyond any of these other couples. Like that is just such a cool, unique, beautiful thing. And I know I said last week, I talked about the, um, the like after show that they did when they wrapped up Schitt's Creek and they had this like best wishes, warmest regards, this like finale show. And this group of moms wrote this letter into Dan Levy about like how much David and Patrick had changed the world for their like LGBTQ children. And the fact that they, they said like the fact that you are like, allowing queer people to be represented in this way on TV is making the world a safer, more loving place for our kids. Like no one else does that. No one else on this list does that. David and Patrick are literally changing the world. You should vote for David and Patrick. I know it's a really long shot, Chris, but I have faith that you will <laughs> Okay, wait, 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 wait. I have a question. Since clearly I don't know the rules. Uh, we're going off the rails. What's up? <laughs> Like, hypothetically, could someone change a vote that they've already oh, yeah. made? <laughs> no, we've, we've never, we've Katie never allowed that. Yes. Nope, nope, nope. I've, I've, I've had way too much post-vote remorse myself <laughs> to allow that for anybody else. I'm uh, not so. saying that I would. Are you saying you from post-vote clarity? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> but hypothetically? I hypothetically we've not we've not allowed it in the past and hypothetically we could allow it in the some point in the future but definitely we are not allowing it now because uh i really want to force chris to make this decision is really what it boils down to <laughs> and it it has come down to this it is chris it's it's in your hands it's ben and leslie or it's david and patrick i know that this is going to be an interesting decision for you. Look so, how with, sad she is, Chris. I'm with, so with, nervous. With, with, without any further any further ado, Christopher, the floor is yours. These are the two shows over the last five years I have watched more than anything else. I I'm a little bit of an emotional person, so I, I'm not. There's no hyperbole here. I love these shows. I love these characters. Katie is. 100% spot on where she says the love between David and Patrick is about love. And what I love about the way Shits Creek handles it is not about them being a gay couple. It has nothing to do with that. They are a perfect couple together. Um, the only time they mention the stigma of being gay is the episode where Patrick's parents have to find out that he's gay. I guess, I guess a little bit when his ex-girlfriend shows up or his ex-fiance shows up. Um, but in no way, shape, or form does that define what that couple is about. They're defined by their love and devotion for each other. They're defined by the fact that the other person brings out the best qualities. And we talk a lot. We've talked a lot about in this this podcast about how how much Patrick calms David down and accepts David for who he is. Yo, Patrick wasn't comfortable with himself until he got with David. That show is not just about David changing; it's about Patrick changing to be okay with who he's at. The fact that like they start off as business partners. With David having no clue that Patrick was was bisexual is amazing to me. It's a beautiful, beautiful story wrapped up in this sitcom that is literally about beautiful stories. That show, between that and The Good Place, much I love Parks and Rec, between that show and The Good Place might be the pinnacle of sitcom sitcoms of all time. Because they rise so far above everything a sitcom has been to create something genuinely new and genuinely engaging. And they do it with relationships. It's all. They're built around the relationships of the... of the. Oh, Lord. Karen, if you could change your vote, would you have changed your vote? That was an extremely passionate plea from Katie. And I think I would. I think I would have changed my vote. <laughs> I love both of these couples so much. Um, oh God, there's you. You guys can't tell this, but like I, I can put on a little bit of a show for this for Boozy Bracketology to get really passionate about things that I don't care about, vis a vis breakfast cereal in Captain Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> I take my entertainment very seriously, though, and this is really tough for me, and I don't know what I want to pick. 
I wish people could see Katie's face right now. <laughs> this is so really bad. me out. <laughs> Mike, what do you think? Karen Um I, th- I think one of the reasons that I'm hosting is because I've never watched an episode of Parks and Rec, and I have only made it through the first season of oh, Shit's no Creek. Point of reference for Shit's so Creek. I have literally no point of reference here whatsoever. But that being said, I, that is not a matter of desire or anything like that. It's just I don't have I don't have the time and. Uh, yeah, we it's it's they've kind of been on our on our list. We've just never gotten around to them. But. I'm going to step up and say this: if you're saying you haven't had the time. If you're going to watch one of them, watch this Greek. I love Parks and Rec. Wow, my voice is gone. <laughs> I love Parks and Rec. Um, that show has a very special place in my heart, but I get why it may not be everyone's cup of tea. Shit's Creek is some of the best television of the last 25 years. So it's, it's I, literally I, amazing television. I actually really liked the first season and, and wanted to continue, but not you trying really to throw really her under the bus. Alexis, weren't you? You were really on the <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. But I and not trying to throw her under the bus. But my wife has television show ADD, which it's <laughs> she does. Yeah, she she very much does. So we got through about the first season, and then she's like, "Okay, well, now let's watch something else." We're like, I'm just getting into this. Come on. Um. Anyway, this no, is no, a lot. No, no, this no, is a no, lot no, of suspense. No, no. I know. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to play any points. Yo, I literally don't know what I'm gonna say. I'm so a sorry. Drum roll. Yeah. I'm going to go with. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> He's going with. Oh, that's the, not an option. Leslie and Ben are the better TV couple, but David and Patrick might mean more to more people. And that's kind of where it comes down to. The more impactful couple in the long term is 100% going to be David and Patrick. 20 years from now, we're not going to be talking about Leslie and Ben. As much as that hurts me, I will always be talking about Leslie and Ben. I'm going David and Patrick. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! All right, everybody, take a deep breath. Deep, deep, deep <laughs> breaths, deep breaths for our panelists, deep breaths for our listeners uh, who were along for that ride because uh, with its uh, site, yeah, we don't have any listeners left. <laughs> right. With it, with detours and everything, notwithstanding, we did wind up with another two, two, a two to one victory for David and Patrick, and they will be moving on into the championship and. Once again, folks, it does not get any easier moving forward because we're doing this. We're jumping right in. This is where the rubber meets the road. This is where the Rubicon must finally be crossed. Uh, Insert your favorite idiom here. This is the championship. We've made it. It is Eleanor and Chidi from The Good Place going up against David and Patrick from Schitt's Creek, two of the most entertaining and unique sitcoms of the 21st century. Uh, I can say even only having seen parts of both of them, uh, 100%. It's a really interesting matchup. I have no clue which way it's going to go. All I know is that Katie is the first vote. And I know that Katie hates being the first vote. And I promise I did not plan it that way, but here you go. (laughs) Especially for this one, because I feel like, for for most of these votes, these have been my two that I've pushed for. These have been my like very strongest opinions. Um, there, there's we've talked about it and talked about it, so I I don't want to continue to belabor it. But the what what Eleanor and Chidi have is this idea of like the timelessness and the fact that they find each other again and again and again. And that is, that is special. That is like a, that they're soulmates, right? Like they continue to find each other. And I think that's what everybody kind of wants and hopes for. And they are just like meant to be. And it's beautiful to watch them. And yeah, I mean, the final scene with them, I cry every time. Um, But I, I feel so strongly about David and Patrick, obviously. Um, If I could just copy and paste everything I said five (laughs) minutes ago and put it over here. 
Um, I think if we're talking about television couples, the best of the best of this, this period in time and what are, what are we going, what is this period of entertainment going to be remembered for? And what is, who is the most, to, to steal from Chris, the most impactful and the most important and the most relevant couple, it's David and Patrick. I think that never before have we seen a couple like them represented in that way on television and it's special and it's meaningful and it's meaningful to so many people and watching them fall in love is it's just you watch it and you like you get the feelings it's not just like oh I like them you feel what they're feeling and it's like oh my gosh I love them I'm so happy that they're in love and it's absolutely beautiful the way they support each other the way they make each other better people it's it's beautiful I've gone on and on and on about them David and Patrick get my vote David and Patrick pick up their first vote, and Eleanor and Chidi pick up their first vote against in this entire bracket. David and Patrick are up one to nothing. Chris, get your hand out of your head. Uh, strike that, reverse it. Uh, get your head out of your hands. It's your turn to make a pick. Yeah, this one's tough. Uh, I literally just got done saying that when it comes to the most influential sitcoms of the last 20 years, it's these two. Um, it's Shit's Creek and it's the good place for good reason. These are two completely different yet expertly written and expertly executed sitcoms based around couples. Um, what kind of weighs against each, and just to talk this out loud, is uh, sit, uh, Patrick and David are not not the only couple on Shit's Creek. I, I think Johnny and Moira are a valid and a perfectly wonderful couple, and I think their relationship is is to the test of time i think they're great together and then eleanor and chidi have the the mishap of like spending so much time not as a couple but that's through the way the show is written how the show is produced to keep this short and simple because god knows that's what i'm known for on this show (laughs) i'm usually the short and simple one but i'm that's true uh, to keep this short and simple, these are two phenomenal sitcoms. We cannot go wrong with this pick. I want to make that abundantly clear. You cannot go wrong with this pick. I am absolutely in love with the timelessness of Eleanor and Chidi. I'm in love with the fact that they are two completely different people who found each other in the afterlife and forge a life together that will literally last throughout time. The ending scene of Chidi walking into the abyss is heart-wrenching and beautiful at the same time. It's one of the best moments of television. I'm giving my vote to Eleanor and Chidi. Leah, I will be here with chocolate when you get home. I promise (laughs) it's going to be okay. (laughs) And as longtime listeners know, that is not the first time he's had to promise that to his wife. It will probably not be the last, but Eleanor and Chidi do pull even with David and Patrick. I Honestly, don't know if we've ever had a championship game that was a sweep. It's been, if we have, it's been a long time. Maybe it was last bracket. I don't even remember. No, it wasn't last bracket. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> no sweep? No, it's a one to one. I was going to say. No, 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 no. That's what, that's, that's <laughs> what I'm leading into. These championship games are always difficult. So, Karen. I know you're probably feeling a little bit of weight on your shoulders right now, and I just want to assure you that regardless, a decision will be made. It's going to be okay. But <laughs> wait, but I, how much? <laughs> it's me. It's it, it, it's it's you. It's it's one to one. It's David and Patrick. It's Eleanor and Chidi, and the choice is yours. Okay, when people talk about having a main character moment, I don't think this is what they mean. <laughs> It's all on my shoulders. Well, welcome, welcome to Boozy, Karen. I'm okay. sorry. That was more pressure than you probably needed. <laughs> no, it's it's fine because I feel now, anyway, I feel really strongly about both of these couples thanks to the arguments made from Katie and Chris about David and Patrick. I mean, you know, I, I hadn't seen the show that much, but like, oh my gosh, the way that they talk about that makes me feel so passionate, like by proxy for this couple (laughs) that they're so relevant. And so, I mean, and they are quite charming. Like they're so funny and fun and it's really sweet. Like everything I've seen with them 
Um, but I mean, everything, like, like Katie said, everything that we've said previously, if we could just like insert it here about Eleanor and Chidi, which have gotten my vote every single time to make it to this point of the final two couples. I mean, wow. So, so the show's over after I make this decision, huh? This is it. We don't. I mean, I, I might say something else afterwards. <laughs> like it's not going to be over, over. But yes, this will be it. Okay. Oh my gosh. I. So, all I can do, I guess, is just be subjective about my own personal interest and my own personal life, and like. I mean, maybe this is sappy to say, but I see a lot of myself and my husband in Eleanor and Chidi, just in the way that they are at first when they're not like necessarily in love at first. Like, I think that definitely it makes me I don't know, it makes me like a little nostalgic for when my husband and I first met and we were like friends and we were, we were coming to each other with like advice about things and just like hanging out because not even we necessarily like, I don't know, like we just, we just needed to be around each other, even if it maybe on the outside looked like it was, we were having like little tiffs or we were, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It just makes me think of, makes me think of Tim a little bit. And that alone makes me feel like I need to pick Eleanor and Chidi because if I can't believe that my husband and myself are soulmates and meant to be and are the best couple <laughs> at hmm. the end of this, then why am I even here? So I'm so sorry, Katie, but I, I think it's Eleanor and Chidi. And Eleanor and Chidi do pick up the second vote and they will be your champion, but David and Patrick put up a hell of a fight to get into that championship and even in the championship. This is not an easy decision. I agree with Chris. Uh, from what little I, I know about both of these shows, I don't think there was a wrong choice because even without having seen the full scope of both of these shows myself, I was aware of both of, the, both of these couples and I had context just by virtue of existing in the 21st century. So... Uh, really fantastic bracket. Eleanor and Chidi from The Good Place are your winners. And uh, I, first of all, I just want to say, uh, Chris and I have done a lot of these. At, uh, Katie and Karen, you're both you're both new to the process, but you guys were both just wonderful. I loved your insights. I loved your opinions. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciated this. We'll love to get you back on uh really soon uh because we have quite a lot of brackets lined up over the next year year and a half um i don't know chris do you want to you want to tell everyone about that since you you've been the one really planning it i've just sort of been being like yeah that sounds great oh my lord uh yeah so we are embarking on something that's very near and dear to my heart as much as i love television and couples and all that uh, i am a movies guy and the most influential decade of movie in movie history, in my opinion, is the 80s. So we have got a mega bracket. We are going to determine over the course of the next eh, 18 months or so. It's not going to be every month. We're going to intersperse it throughout the next 18 months. We're going to determine what the best 80s movie of all time is. We've got it broken down into, I believe, 15 or 16 mini brackets. I think comedy, if I'm not mistaken, takes up two brackets by itself. Uh, but we have 16 mini brackets that we're going to determine the winners of. And those 16 winners will go on to the final or the final two episodes to determine what the best 80s movie of all time was. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, in fact, coming up in April, you will see an entire episode or two of Boozy determining just the play in games for those brackets. <laughs> There's yep. so much going into this, y'all. I am not kidding when I tell you I went through no less than 580s movies. Everyone oh with God. Boozy, our Patreon subscribers, have all been a part of making this bracket happen. It's going to be a great time. When you get to the whatever chunk, you have if you have rom-coms, 
I'll be there, ride or dying for when Harry met Sally the whole way. I will. I'll, I'll send you over the bracket, Katie, and whatever you want in on, you can. You can be. In I on. will fight <laughs> for when Harry met Sally, but I'll preferably do that after September when I can drink again. So I will yep. say it is not rom coms per se. There is a uh, romance se- romance section and okay. a comedy section, and yep. they are kind of sp- not evenly split. But there are a couple of them that would kind of classify as a rom com that are in the comedy. Mm-hmm. Group. I will fight yep. for Billy Crystal in a sweater any day. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I'll have what Her- she's having. <laughs> when when Harry met Sally did uh, was the victor in our best romantic comedy bracket, so I know that'll be a tough one to beat in well that eighties movie bracket. But uh, yeah, uh, we're really looking forward to that. It's going to be coming up in the upcoming months. Um, so definitely look out for that. Hey, if you like what we're doing here, uh, just a couple quick things you can do. Uh, if you're in the mood to financially support the show, and uh, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash P-T-E-B-B. We have several different levels of support, and you get bonus content with that too, bonus episodes and stuff like that. So definitely jump over there uh, if you have the means to do so. And if not, hey, we totally understand. But uh, if you do like what we're the content that we're bringing you, uh, if you could leave us a nice review, give us a five-star rating. That would be awesome. It would really help the show, help us get uh, grow our audience and everything like that. Uh, if you want to just interact with us, because, hey, we're actually kind of fun. Um, we're, we have a Discord. It's ptebb.com slash Discord. Uh, and we also have Chris Shake. Chris kind of wavers his hand like, <laughs> eh, you know, yeah, I think we're fun. But uh, <laughs> so we do have a Discord. Uh, we are active on there probably more than we should be, especially during the workday. <clears throat> and uh, we also have uh, f- the lounge for fans of pub trivia experience, our sister podcast and boozy bracketology that's over on Facebook. Uh, there's other, so we have other social media accounts as well. You can find them in the show notes, but for this particular month's bracket, determining the best sitcom couple of the 21st century. Once again, your winner is Eleanor and Cheedy from the good place. And for the Boozy Bracketology Podcast, I have been Mike. I'm Katie. I'm Chris. I'm Karen. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one.